what we are. Yeah. Oh. What? Oh, I, I, I didn't realize we were on. Oh, we're on. Oh. Yeah. Well. You, you enjoying this dinner? <laughs> is this the bit? This is the bit. This the bit. I, I hate it. Listen, I could either go on and quote Shakespeare or fucking Voltron. And I realized this video is now demonetized because I dropped the F-bomb within the span of the first minute. Hooray! Alright, guys, well, we can't give up. We need to believe in ourselves. We can do anything. Let's cue the roll call! Form roll call! Form roll call! We are live! Connect. Loading. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster! Super Ichi! Loud and Impulsive! Craycaster! Late! Illuminating the Tokuverse! Goldcaster Garza! A Spark of Courage! The Power of Dreams! Orangecaster! Globosoft Perka! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Did did everyone else just nod? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Alright, welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. This is episode 339. And Blaze is on point, it's episode Barboke. Is it Barboke or Barboach? I don't know. I think Bar it's Barboach because it comes from Loach. Oh, I still don't know what that is, but I'll trust you on that. What's it's a type of fish. Again? I mean, I inferred that from it being a fish. Oh, sorry, I... <laughs> no, it's okay. Alright, welcome. If you happen to be tuning in for the first time with this week's episode, thank you for checking us out. We are a school of fish who get together every week to talk about <laughs> Common Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. Oh, I thought we were a group of paladins. I, w that, I was going to go with that until we started talking about fish. Oh, damn it, fish! <laughs> Barboach! Barboach is stupid! The ultimate, the ultimate rival, fish. Yeah. The ultimate rival to a cat. A fish. Fish. Which cash is cooler anyways? Like also, po new Pokemon Snap out uh, now. Yeah, I'm going to be streaming that on Sunday, by the way. 22 years we've been demanding and wanting a new Pokemon Snap game, and then they're finally like, oh, here you go. I'm still legitimately shocked it wasn't for Wii U. Like... Right or we? Although I feel like in the long end, in, in like play, playing the long game, it's better that it's on the Switch than the Wii U. Armor High, get rid of that. That's fucking terrifying. I don't like looking at that. That's cursed. Whatever that is, I don't want to know. Gonna, I can't take it down. I don't want to know. Ah! It's a puffer. Holy fuckles! It's knuckles. It's a like a human face filter on it. All right, well, this week we are talking about Kamen Rider Saber, episode 32. Yeah, we uh, are. Zenkaiger, episode 8. Mm. And and for a future topic, we are talking about the first quote-unquote episode of the Netflix series Voltron Legendary Defender, a.k.a. the Netflix Voltron reboot. The only Voltron reboot. I mean, the reboot of Voltron that is on Netflix. I mean, my favorite still Voltron uh, in the, the third dimension. Which isn't a reboot, it's a sequel. I, I know it is. I need to rewatch that. Uh, yeah, me too. Are 
Some of the episodes are actually on the official Voltron YouTube channel. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Saber. Woo! Oh man, this we're, this show is just hitting out banger after banger of episodes. All right, all right, let's get it out of the way. Ichi, what did you think of the debut of Blades' new form? <sighs> I was still, I was angry seeing it until the hair turned into fucking wings. There you go, champ. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. That's the form I wanted! <laughs> it was so cool in some ways, literally. <laughs> um, Like, just the fact that he... Th I, I know this is going way ahead, but throwing throwing the enemy underwater into a giant, a giant water abyss and then freezing it all into a snowscape. That was freaking cool. Oh, yeah. Pun intended. Yep. No, no, actually, I, I wasn't thinking at that time. I'm not that smart. Please. Honestly, seeing the suit in action, man, I fucking, I like, I like, I didn't mind. I don't, I like the hair. <laughs> please, please, for the love of God, put out the SH figure arts with removable hair. Please. I can't see why they wouldn't have the wings as a part you can put on. You right? know what? If they, if they don't, SH, uh, SHF upgrades will. Oh man, somebody, I need to get that figure without the hair. Because, oh my god, it looks so good. Well, I was having real trouble finding a good face of the week for this episode because there wasn't a lot to go on. But Ichi, forgive me, I saw this one. It was the funniest I saw. Oh, <laughs> Rintaro no. in the middle of getting his fucking ass kicked. Oh no. <laughs> That's horrible, though. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't like really, it. Really, really got absolutely beaten up. But god damn is this man's determination, like, so good. He was amazing. Oh. What I don't Winter care is, like, Zuos unlocked his new, whatever you call that final form. Predator. Is that what it's called? Zuos Predator. So yeah, so he unlocked it just out of pure rage. He didn't have to undergo the same ritual Legiel did. I have a feeling since... I'm surprised he didn't do a backflip before. <laughs> right? No backflips! I have a feeling, like, since he got hit with a bunch of flames in the last episode, that's just his body just burnt to a crisp. Yeah, we did see a, a glimpse of it at the end of the previous episode. Yeah, so maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just... They just cooked him. Yeah, the, the, I did like... His, his body scorched. <laughs> what were we saying, Lane? I just saw... Uh, I did like that story. It's just like, all right, go on now. <laughs> go play with the swordman. Go play, puppy. Don't worry, my pet will take care Daddy's got to take care of some business, a.k.a. Uh, doing the same plot point over again. Hey, also, remember that time got... when Storius broke into a sort of Logos to steal a book that was locked away? Yeah, what if we did that again? Okay, you know what? I, I know you guys didn't like the one that I took, but the Decker just showed this gif of Ogami. That, that's, you know what? That's the face of the week. That's just what his I was thinking. To his pin. That's what I was expecting. No! Get that no! shit out of here! No. <laughs> no. Gone. It was Banned. really uh, difficult to watch. Can I say it creeped like... me out at the end of the episode when Storius just gave that fucking laugh? I was just that, like, ah. that, that laugh felt absolutely forced. 
No, but still, I was not expecting something of like that coming from him, and that fucking terrified me. I was like, ugh. Yeah. I just love that the episode opened with, oh no, we have to prepare. They'll, they will eventually come for us. Oh my god, they're coming for us! Prepare for trouble and yeah, that make was pretty it fast, um... To protect the books from your devastation to unite all swords with yeah. the nation. <laughs> uh, also, Reka... Reka is also starting to have her doubts about shit, and I gotta say, I don't like it. No, oh like... Team Rocket. So... Are you telling me that this in, this entire fucking time, are you telling me that Reika and Ryoka genuinely believed that Master Logos was working for in the name of actual justice? They actually think that everyone else are all just traitors? That's fucking absurd! I mean, yeah. you might as well have just walked up and done the mystery science, hi, I'm Bob Evil quote. Right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Master Logos does feel like a Palpatine type of dude. Oh, for sure. Uh, he'll oh, back, yeah. He will Do backstab it. every single person he can to make sure that nobody can stop him. And you know he's eventually going to betray Storius, or at least attempt to. I have a feeling he's just using Storius as a puppet to get the fragments of the Book of All Knowledge and All Power. Oh, kill him, they are and for then take the book for his own They are for sure both using each other. No, this is how it's going to go right now. Storius thinks he's the main bad guy, but then Logos is going to kill him, and Logos is going to keep thinking he's the bad guy, and then Disaster is just going to come out of nowhere and be like, BAM! And then just, no, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Fuck y'all, y'all. I legitimately don't know who the final villain is going to be. It's going to be Disaster. It's going to be Disaster. Guaranteed. I mean, by merit of the new writer that was announced in Extra, we know that uh, Logos is going to be a thing for at least the next ten episodes. Well, I actually don't know, so I will find out later, because I missed Extra, sadly. Um, but you know what really made me crack up, right? Even Like, not even before we reached the... We haven't even reached the fucking opening. The, the poor directing of this episode? Uh, more like the poor directing of the Instagram filter because Logos's goddamn energy bow clearly that a was, shitty filter. That was terrible looking. Oh my god! Like, uh, I'm noticing that's been my problem with Saber. Like, I caught up today, like the last four episodes. The story is good, but the directing can be so much better. In places, like in they some places, in some places, the directing could be better. I know we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so like there's a lot of green screen being used, especially with the villain base. Seriously, like, did, do they did, not? Do they not have that on location? My question is: Does Toei not have somewhere in their studio prop department a simple fucking bow and arrow? I was about just, to say. They could have just had him use an actual, like, shitty prop bow and arrow and then CGI'd over it. But no, we got a fucking Instagram filter. It's Zelda with her magical <laughs> bows. Gosh, They've done how many fucking movies set in Edo where there have been archers? Uh, also, men, as much as, like, we haven't seen Sophia... I was really terrified she was gonna die. She's putting in work this week. Yeah, no, because I noticed his legitimate abilities. I, I just I noticed whenever Zeus was like 
uh, like hitting her barrier, you could tell she was getting like uh, like cut up and stuff. Oh was, yeah, was, I was like, oh my god, like Sophia, be careful for fuck's sake. We just got you back. Got genuinely injured and bled in this episode, and it was upsetting to watch. But Zuos is not fucking around. But she's also we found the secret to Durandal's little party trick he's got. No, okay, so everything up until now. You can attribute to Toma being chosen by Kami Joe. This is the first episode where I genuinely think Toma is in fact some sort of super chosen protagonist destined for power because this is the first time he has had a power that was completely out of nowhere. To be fair. Yeah. Was it his hat? The, per- the person. <laughs> no, no, to be fair. He has the power to have the weirdest hats. <laughs> like, have you seen he had that Amish hat and then he had this weird, like, Russian communist hat? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being dumb. To be fair, this episode was written by a completely rando person. Mm, I don't know. I mean, literally, I look up their wiki. Oh, they wrote this episode and the next one. Okay, what else have they done? Oh, they've done Ultraman X. Oh, they did Ultraman X. No, no, no. They did one episode of Ultraman X. <laughs> Which one? Why uh, is it? Episode 12. The Exceed X episode. I just have... I have. I, the only question I have is, why is it so difficult to use the same writer for a show? Why can't they just use the same writer for the whole show? Because he's busy writing the rest of the show. Don't commit to a show if you can't commit to the show! He's writing the rest of the the show. Even the most creator-driven shows have multiple writers. Also, also, he he might also be in the middle of other projects, too, so... So so maybe it could be a thing that, like, this was meant to be addressed, but the writer writer of this episode wasn't filled in as to, hey, how does he have this power? Oh, uh, we protagonist. Uh, fuck it, he he just does. Literally, clearly like, it was written purely just to counter Durandal's fucking uh, teleporting ability. But we've seen this better in other shows, though. I mean, fuck, Lane, you and I both seen this better in Ultraman Z episode two. You know, yeah, the main antagonist is invisible. What do you do? Listen, listen yep. for them. Yep. But now, so I'm wondering how this power is going to factor into the story. It won't. It, no, what I'm, what I'm, I, let me make my predictions here. So I think that this is tied to Toma actually being some sort of like destined hero for a reason we may or may not actually get into the source of. But it could also be the reason why Luna, who is actually an important plot character with powers and such, was drawn to befriend him. Oh, wait, I know why. Morphin Masters. Morphin Masters. <laughs> Morphin Masters. Also... I'm wondering now, is he originally from Wonderworld? Is he some kind of story person? I, gen- I don't think it's going to go that far. Um, <gasps> He's been Luna all along! <laughs> so, so that was such a weird twist. <laughs> One other thing that I, that I will put out there is... So we've seen that there are these big books that are also fragments of the, the omniscient tome of, of knowledge and power... And in addition to the Wonder Ride books, I think that Wonder Story that Toma has, the pop-up book, is also one of them. And I think that's going to turn into his final form power-up. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, because so far we know that there are only three big fragments. Yep. Sophia has one, Logos, and uh, Castle has one. Yes. 
Finally, they're all together. Yeah. Gravity Falls. <laughs> the three journals. Yeah, the three journals. <laughs> the author of the journals, Tassel. Oh, what if, Ta what if Tassel gives one of them, like, his fragment, and then it becomes, like, a final form? Yeah, maybe. Oh, God. Just the, the Tassel book. So, so anyways, and, and, a lot and, of shit happens off screen. An Espada final form. I have a feeling that... I have a feeling, especially after that preview, and especially since this episode somewhat marks the end of Rintaro's character arc, uh -huh. they're going to start wrapping up Espada's story, and then we're going to get final endgame. Final stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, so Buster lost his power, his sword, and book. Ogami um, got fucked up! He badly. did. He yeah. did. If only we saw it. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about like, that. Like, th that's my problem. We saw but, enough no, people getting messed up this episode. No, we don't need to see another person getting no, beaten up. But but that's my problem with this episode, though, is with the directing. They showcase the wrong stuff. Sophia, yes, she can explain it, but I would rather see Buster get his ass handed to him by Zuos to show just how more powerful he is compared yeah. to the other riders. Oh, but you could say, oh, but he beat up Rintaro. Everyone's been beating up on Rintaro for the last two or three episodes. I was going to say, Zuos has been doing plenty of shit-kicking of Rintaro over the last few episodes. Okay, so what you're saying is not that you want to see Rintaro and Ogami get beaten up because you want to see people get beaten up. You just want to see someone else get beaten up for a change. Yes. Yes. Th yes a little variety. Like, so, sort of like a power scaling to think like... Buster has 15 years more experience than Rintaro does. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's always been touted as the big, powerful senior. And also think of it this way. He's one of the last few riders that actually still has his ability to transform. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's not even that it's sealed away. It, his powers got stolen from him. I, I, I love it. Like It was so convenient for the villains because Zuos beats the shit out of Ogami, drags him by the head... Over into the room that they're in, which, by the way, is the room that Octopus Light debuted in. And Bill, I recognize and that. Room. Oh. And where, uh, um, oh fuck, where are they called? Igrasil had the Tree of Life opening. Yes. Yes, as Blaze is mentioning, Maid was handed Ikazuchi to defend herself with. Oh my god! Okay, that shot. Oh, that is such bait. I love how bait that is. They totally did that on purpose. I just so to feed no, you. I am fucking done with this whole. Will May become a writer? Everyone, please shut the fuck up. I kind of hope. I kind of hope it's not going to happen. There's I, only I, ten I, episodes left. Stop asking for it. Yeah. It won't happen. Yes, as I've as I explained in my pre-show before the podcast, I I mentioned that. The, remember that the Sword of Darkness and the Sword of Light are like the two most powerful swords like out of all the swords. And so Logos is going to want to get his hands on both of them. So he's going to take away the, the dark, Sword of Darkness and Caliber Powers away from Kento. And Kento's going to not have his Caliber Powers. And then Toma's going to bring them back into their circle. Like him and Rintaro are going to be like, no, we're your friend. Remember we made that vow, that promise together. And then he's going to take up Espada once again. Probably. And then, it's, it's, yeah, because... What did happen? Because then he's going to get his lightsaber power up, as I like to call it. Yeah. Lightsaber power up? Yeah, because their swords glow. Yeah. And I'm like, the, oh, power, the, po the power to save. No, but Blaze may made that promise because she kind of just put herself in there. She's like, oh, she me too, me too. 
Thing, she I made it be important to be there to support them. They went over this last yes. episode how May is their support system. Yes, and she's been doing a phenomenal job just as how she is. So to have I'm her sorry. suddenly thrust into the role of a swordsman with no training whatsoever. Also, also, it was really hilarious when Logos was like, "All right, Durandell, I need you to stop trying. I need you to stop trying to kill uh, Toma. I need you to come back." All right, cool. But yo, first I gotta kill Toma, and then he gets teleported away when he's about to do it. I thought <laughs> that love, was hilarious. I love that. I love that. I also really love that we got to actually see Durandell's time powers work, and it's like it's all slowed down, and you hear the sonar beeping. It's fucking cool yeah so oh, so it's like as bullet yes it's ocean history the the story page of his right book has sonar on it okay because i was one i'm like what's with the beeping it's sonar yeah so like he i think he like gives the illusion that they're still fighting him but then he's just like haha i'm sneaking behind you yeah and now everyone's arguing but it makes sense because ocean creatures some of them actually have the ability to use sonar yeah and i i love the i we, i can finally hear what his sword is saying so like like when he activates it, it's Kaiji Mashou, and then when he comes back, it's Sai Kaiji. So because Sai Kai means like reset or restart. So do you think he summons like a water duplicate of himself as he moves through time? No, no, that's that's those are just after images from the way he moves. Okay, because I was thinking about I'm like, well, it's also a water based book, so I'm guessing water duplicates he slowly moves. No, it's not duplicates. It's like it's like it's like, that, it's like that thing the Flash and Reverse Flash can do, where they can go so fast that they make like copies of themselves so after images like i said oh uh, yes exactly. so, so basically moving so fast you're in two places at, at once yeah yeah but yes so i have time but not exactly yeah but yeah i laughed so hard when i saw may holding ikazuchi because i'm like oh that's such bait <laughs> and you know why that isn't gonna lead to her being a rider because if she was the sword would have lit up as if it had chosen her, but it exactly. didn't. Exactly. So it was just happen. that she didn't have a means to defend herself, so they were like, here, hold Gizuchi. <laughs> you hold this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways, so Blades gets his new form, and it's it did not need to be as fucking glorious and awesome as that was, but I'm glad it was. went through, he deserved a form that amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just sad it didn't get a CG engine. He will. Like a, like a, like like a, a library sequence. He attack. I mean, like a like a library sequence. Oh, fucking impaled Zeus with like icicles. That whole battle was amazing. Yeah, and then he like gets frozen. You see him. And he's like batters him to death. Yeah, he's like, oh, I hope, I hope you get, I hope I get to fight you again someday. And then he, yeah, he blows up. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, but much like Legiel, I didn't feel anything for this for his death. Yeah, honestly, it's just like cool that an that annoying battle freak is out of the but way. I'll, but I'll miss his random backflips. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, I know this is really bad, but I was also thinking, let him have one more backflip. I wish so hard that he just like backflipped as he exploded. If anyone can find a way to backflip in, um, if anyone can find in, a way to backflip in an ice cage, in an ice cube, it would be him. Right? <laughs> Are you guys talking about the random backflip he did in the previous episode? He backflips all the fucking time, dude. Especially the in the last few episodes. 
episode uh, one was probably the most random, spontaneous one, though. Leo, Blaze is mad! He's oh, yeah. furious! God damn! Calm down, Blaze, it's okay! <laughs> what is he mad about? Let me... He, he's, he really wants May to become a spada because, like... Why, though? His his only, his only other argument okay. is why is the Espada so different from the other two? I'll, I'll say again what I said to you earlier. May can be a like maybe like a mini hero or rider like later, not a spada. If anything, not maybe she, if anything, maybe she'll take Sabala. Like, do a dream sequence like that episode with Akiko in Double where she dreamed she was double. Like that that like a dream sequence of her as a rider would be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a fucking hyper battle video or something just... where she gets to be Sabala. Common Rider May. Is there like a sword name that has May in the name? Is there a type of sword? The Mayblade. <laughs> Mayblade. The Mayblade. Let's Mayblade! Oh, God. No, we're not unmuting you, boys. Not unmuting you. No. We get it. You're, you're angry. We're sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, just like Zuos's defeat. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, for me it's more like god I'm glad now we will now we'll stop hassling them now we can get into the actual plot and not just oh you're weak and I'm strong is that the sound you mean? <laughs> yes um, oh or brings up an interesting point Falchion sword is Mu Mei Ken Kyomu Rai oh yeah it is Rai Mei Ken Ikazuchi there, there you go <laughs> They'll kill Falchion in the show, and then make him take Falchion's fucking sword. We did that. We did get this beautiful wallpaper shot. Oh yeah, of him paying respect to his master. So you yeah. guys don't have anything against May being a rider, but only being Ikazuchi. Only being a spy, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, don't, I, I don't know why I said Ikazuchi like it was the rider name. I, 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 we <laughs> already had Kamen Rider Ikazuchi last week, last year. I, I'm just thinking of it like this. Do I think May should be a rider? Under the right circumstances, it's not impossible, but I, I don't think she's there yet. Set. It's not impossible, but it's the problem of don't have it be forced and don't just have it be like, I'm a rider now. It's like, but then you look at Comrade Poppy yeah. where it was literally forced. Yeah, that that's the prime example is Poppy. Like, they literally made Poppy a rider because it was like, oh, let's make Poppy a rider. Everyone likes Poppy. Sorry, what was that, Emily? I said I liked Kamen Rider Poppy. I also like Kamen Rider Poppy. I liked it too until she just stood there in the fucking background and did nothing when they're all yeah, fighting. And it's I like, think she was super underused was like, the problem. Like you're literally right there fucking transformed <laughs> in hell. <laughs> fucking do something. Fucking do something. Also keep in mind the last female rider that was in this guy's writing show. You know, Necrom Pink. <laughs> that got ass handed to it. I still don't count that as a rider. That's bullshit. Necrom Pink? Mm hmm. To think one more Necrom, we could have gotten Necrom Sentai. Yeah. Well, there's the original, there's the red, the blue, and the yellow, and there's. Isn't there one more? Pink. Yeah, so. Original, um, so blue, Nick... red, yellow, pink. So we do have a Sentai. <gasps> we do. Necromja. So next, so next uh, week's episode, we get Toma finally deciding to face Kento and kind of. Yeah. We're we're in the process of stirring of uh, bringing Toma back to the 
or Kento, Kento back to back yeah, that, to their side. Like that, that's why I said since Rintaro's character storyline is over, now it's time to finish up Espada, and then we go into the final final battle. It's yeah, time to finally tell Kento to knock off his goth emo shit. Yeah, because remember, Kento is not evil. It's just that the sword showed him something he didn't want to see. It really fucked with him, and so he's just kind of in. He's he's not evil. He's just trying to stop them. He thinks that there's no way that can it not it can't end in sorrow. And that that actually leads me into something I wanted to talk about on the show that I mentioned in the Discord a while back. Mm. I think that the way this show is going to lead towards is. I think Kuriyami, the Sword of Darkness, is designed specifically to only show bad futures. I think it didn't show him all possible futures. It only showed him bad futures. Contrast contrast this to Yuri, the Sword of Light. He has talked several times about how he sees potential in Toma, how Toma is supposed to be someone destined to obtain power. So he sees the potential in Toma. So follow me on this. The Sword of Darkness presents problems, and the Sword of Light presents the solution. That is interesting. And that is why... why, That's why Logos is going to take those swords. Yeah. So it's a real interesting dichotomy if you think about it clashed against each other like that. So I think... I think I, that's what I, we're headed towards. Yeah, also, I thought it was adorable, too, when Daisinji, uh, I, I forgot what sword he was holding. He was holding a sword, and he's just like, he's like, oh, man, this is fucking great! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, th- at the start of the episode, he's holding on to Rekka, I think, or, or, or Nagare, one of the two of them, and he's just like, Nagare re- reacted to Rekka! Oh, my God! I need to find out why this is happening! <laughs> and also, Rintaro and Toma made a sword promise. That was cute. Yep. <laughs> they like clang swords and then they meet at the end and they're like, see, I kept my promise. Yeah. Also, I love that like, so yeah, he's outside battling Zvos in the cold. And then when he comes back in, he's sneezing because, you know, North Pole. Yeah. At first I thought that it was like, are the, is it because they were, is it because of the cold or because they were talking about him? No, it's because he was out in the cold. Like, he wasn't affected while he was using the ice-themed power-up, but then he, like an idiot, unhensioned while still out in the frigid North Pole. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, next week, uh, Saber and Caliber have it out, and then they fight Logos, who's wielding Ikazuchi and Gekido. Okay, last thing I'm going to bring up, because I'm going to call it now. Once all this is over... Rintaro is going to become the new master logos. That's what we Absolutely. said last week. Absolutely. Yes. The way. Because you know that's. I will correct the guild. Yeah, like you know, it was corrupted. Now I shall lead it. I love it. And I want it in like a new path. And like he gets the red ropes. Yeah. What about you, Toma? Oh, I'm just going to keep. No, no. And what are you going to do, Toma? And just everything freezes. It cuts to Toma on his desk. Finishing right. the book. Yeah, finishing the book. Just He thinks about it. What will I do? No, yeah, yeah. What will I do? As if the entire show was just his next book he was writing. I love that. Yes. And, and then the way they tease the movie that comes afterwards, he gets open it, he opens another book and starts writing again. Yeah. 
Or like, what will you do now, Toma? Just like so, he stops writing, he looks up, just smiles. The book so, closes, and it's like all the writer books. Yeah, they're just gonna do the same thing that they did with that the reporter character in, in the Blade movie, where he just made money off of writing a whole fucking book about the whole show of Blade. Except he'll uh, be except he'll be less of a shitbag about it. Exactly. For a second there, I'm like, are you bringing up the Marvel movie? He's talking about Kotaro. Yeah, I'm like, oh, retcon and Rider Blade. <laughs> yeah, that guy who always drank milk. Yeah. Me, me. Yeah. I mean, I drink milk. I love milk. I mean, I'm just but do you love life? I'm just craving milk right now. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. I, one, of my, one of the guys I watch on YouTube, he, uh, he, he he's lactose intolerant, and he, he made a rant video about how Fucking people who are lactose intolerant, stop tr- stop drinking dairy. You know it's bad for you, so stop trying to take the risk. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into Zenkaiger. Sorry, Emily, what were you saying? No, I was just I was just saying, but I know that a lot of people's response is just I know it hurts me, it's just too tasty. <laughs> I mean human nature is to want things you shouldn't have. The the um psychoanalysis of lactose intolerance. Yeah. Senkai! The episode really caught me off guard because it just started up and just like, all right, the Megazords! And then, more Megazords! And I gotta say, I love that, like, he he used his weapon powers too much, and then it didn't work. He sh- he overloaded the gun. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It shows that there is a limit to what he can do. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. Even I like even the the wall. Wally got uh, upset about it too. He's like, "What the fuck, Jerude?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you used too much energy." And it's like, "Well." Fucking fix it. Well, that make it goes from him being sort of OP to it making perfect sense that he has a limit. And Stacy has a lot to learn. It's also funny that, like, oh, look at all the suits that they recreated in that shot. PNG, PNG. Oh yeah, no, they were just images. G stock photo. All the ones they summoned the second time were just images. That's, that's a good way, like PNG. a good way to do it without. Oh yeah, no, it was fine. Well, I, I guess just. Do you really want them to put all of those mechs in, for a five-second shot? I at least want to see all the mechs at one point in the show. Can uh, can we bring up the fact, please, that apparently Barshitaras had eight hundred and ninety-three wives? This robot fucks. What the hell, man? He ended up with a Playboy Kikinoid. I mean, the guy's got a fucking cannon on his head, so... This robot... No, no, no. This robot fucks! Think of it this way, though. (laughs) They are robots. I never thought of that, no. How how much long... How how long do they live for? And not only does this robot fuck, but we now have confirmation that this tank robot... Fucked and impregnated a human woman. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Kaito's mom. Who knows? Super Four children. To be fair, lots of things involve parents. Like Dude, we, we, we never really it. think about where they come from. I mean, re- really think of, think of O Rangers finale. 
where we see the robot baby. <gasps> oh, no, but you know what? You know what it might be? Okay, hear me out. Hear me out on this. So maybe, maybe, maybe the mother was Kaito's mom, and maybe they like built Stacy. <laughs> you missed the delivery, making the but baby. making the baby's the fun part. <laughs> I just, how could I not think of Robots? No, Robots is a fantastic film. Everyone needs to watch it. It's great. I just imagine, I just imagine, I think it's from Family Guy. I just imagine the stork turning off the light. (laughs) Honey, our baby's here. It looks like your boss. Oh, God, the Grinch. I did not get that joke when I was little. Oh, me neither. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it, Armor Hide. Oh, God, what? that's fucking creepy. It has lips! Is that the robot baby? Ah! From, it is the robot baby. From it's the reminding me of something. From the O-Ranger finale, Robot Baby. God. Where, where they literally had the debate of, are you are you Super Sentai actually going to kill a baby that has done nothing wrong? Anyways, bye, explodes. Oh, okay. So then they're like... Re- Shit, what do we do? But what's worse, is this baby or the space baby from Shin Kamen Rider? <laughs> this baby, because at least Keitama Mia knew what he was doing. True. I'm I'm sad Stacy's not in the opening yet, but maybe after two Geyser we'll get... Uh... <laughs> Fish and baby! <laughs> There's, there's the real robot baby. I I saw that and I questioned my entire existence. I was like, wait, what? Like, did they actually just get him to bring in photos of him throughout his youth and they just edited them? Yep. <laughs> That's what that I'm guessing. Like right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, Stacy's not going to be added into the opening because you know what? We'll get into him later. Yeah. Hey man, Stacy's awesome. Like, um, so we have Door World. Door World? What the fuck? It's some of the places they ended up, like in the middle of a domestic argument between a human and a kikinoid, no less. Also, yeah, Gege is holy fucking shit, this thing is big. Yeah. I didn't realize how big it was. Okay, but I can I just say, yes, I know it's, I know the CGI is like crappy, but it's for Toei's budget? That still looks pretty good. I actually like Gage. I'm excited to see more of him. And yeah, that shot of Room almost drowning was funny. <laughs> I keep saying the true villain of the show is the fucking bird. The bird's the one controlling everything. I legitimately don't think that that is just being funny. I think that the bird might actually be the mastermind. He is. Totally he is. You know, it wouldn't surprise me so much. Also, I really love every time Wally gets fucking pissed off. That's what I'm calling the main boss, like on the wall, Wally. Local house. I like I like every time he fucking just like slams his fist on the ground and they just they bounce. Oh yeah, I that's like so great. Like, I never get tired of that. I call him Wally. You, you know, eventually he's gonna have a final form where he comes out of the wall. I I do have to wonder though, like when he's <laughs> when he slams his fist on the ground, you see Ijiru like jump up. Yep. You see wheels. Oh yeah, he's got wheels. But oh like, yeah, well, he has a tank body, of course. No, 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 not that. I mean, like, actual wheels for the suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, on, he's on little little wheels, like, cart, like shopping I'm like, cart wheels. I'm like, are, <laughs> guys, were we supposed to edit those out? Nope. That's how he gets around. But he's... Tank treads! No, Barashitara's the <clears> tank. 
Use a shopping cart. Also, thank you, thank you, Blue, do, for do showing one of my a quarter to to work with him. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Blue, for showing me one of the best scenes in the episode. So yeah, so the the door the door world monster he he basically summons like all these doors and like whatever door you go through, you just get teleported to another place. It was an excuse for them to use every filming location they could get their hands on. I, I, no, I want, but then they, I want I voice by Billy just, Crystal. Why don't they just use, why don't they just use windows, but then they try that and it still doesn't work. Yeah. I actually, as, I actually laughed at that. As Decker points out here, at one point Kaido goes to fucking London. <laughs> oh yeah. And then they oh. go to like Australia and Egypt and fucking, oh man. Oh, dude, dude. But the, souvenirs too the, the jokes in this are limitless yeah also it was i was yeah, yeah it was so a good funny. idea to use the miniature sets for the megazord fights as the actual building for oh yeah Superman. yep but i just love um, like um rune shows up and they're like wrestling he's like hey you all wrestle with us i'm interested but perhaps later <laughs> yes uh, right my favorite though was just the grandma fucking goes through a door, ends up in a theater. You just see the Toei fucking oh, that's the intro best. going, and she's like, she's like, well, oh, God's it. God's giving me a fucking chance to see a movie, so I'm doing it. I'm like, that's great. I didn't have to pay. Wonder what movie it was. Some Toei film. It. Oh, it's probably. I mean, the, I know the, that it was. It showed the logo, but oh, I want to know what specific movie it was. It was probably *Common Rider Saber* the movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> also, new. Also, I, I was about to call *Magine Nunu*. <laughs> like the the, uh, the vacuum from *Teletubbies*. Oh my! God. They missed out on the perfect joke for Rune. You see how he's with all those penguins? Uh huh. How funny would it have been if they put the northern base like oh my god in the background? <laughs> it's just like a silhouette. Yeah, it's just like huh. So they are in the same universe. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh my god, that would be perfect. Yeah, of like no, no, he ends up in the Antarctic or like the North Pole. He sees the like the logos like northern base. Yeah, the northern base. He opens up the door, and be like, "Hey, maybe I can get help from them." Tries to go through the door and Tries, warps away. Yeah, yeah. It pops I guess up. not. It's like, ah, there's your crossover. Yep. Bye. Get baited. I honestly miss those Rider Sentai crossovers, man. Those are fun. Oh my god, that would have been the perfect opportunity for this. Yeah. Kaito opens up a door. He bumps into Toma. Oh, hey, hey, sorry. Yeah. And they just, like, that's it. Yeah. They, they just bump into each other quickly. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, and they keep going. Yep. Cause, yeah, because like the fucking the guy, funny. the guy the guy the ninja one was really good. Or no, sorry, the guy in Tokyo one was good. The ninja drive one was good. Then they just got lazy with like Zooger and Ghost and Q Ranger and yeah. X Aid. Yeah, they just yeah. showed up in each other's episodes. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they, they, they end up not being that profitable. The 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 best one still is Decade Shinkenger. Um, oh, where he actually had to watch Decade yeah. for the crossover. Yep. Uh, but I liked, uh, I, I, I just loved that, like, Vroon ends up in, like, a, like, an interrogation room, and this cop's just going at it with this guy, and then oh, he, yeah. apparently he makes some food. Yep. Yeah, okay, thing about that is, um, that's actually, like, a weird running joke in Japanese media. I thought, I, that, um, huh. to get someone to confess when you're interrogating them, you make them homemade 
homemade katsudon and it reminds them of their parents and they start crying or like i used to be a good man oh, well, it's, like, it's, like that, it's like that donut it's like that donut joke in the transformers movie but yeah so a bunch of a bunch of things have references to that like anytime you see interrogation there's usually a scene involving katsudon somewhere you know, I wanted that to happen, and then just another cop comes in. Twenty-eight stab wounds. <laughs> oh yeah, they, he ran they into that, my they, times. Right, they did that in the first Avenger as well, where like Tommy Lee Jones brought like uh, Zola, whatever, like a steak dinner, and he's like, "Oh, I'm the vegetarian." He's like, "Okay," proceeds to eat it himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine he walks in with a with a bride, just like I caught the bouquet. That means I'm getting married. I'm next. I'm like. This is just, this could have been a perfect episode. <laughs> and then Ju Julian, ends up, Julian ends up in Africa with a fucking bunch of lions. He's like, oh, Gaon? Nope, that's not Gaon. I think he ended up at a zoo. Yeah. He ended up at African Lion Safari. <laughs> and then he just imagines Gaon as one of the lions anyway. Oh, I just realized they missed out on a perfect joke, too. Mm -hmm. Perf missed opportunity number two. They go to New Zealand. <laughs> and there's sheep everywhere. They, no, no, no. They see that, Power Rangers that, filming. That's where they film Power oh. Rangers. And like the Capitol will walk by and be like, "Hello, Blue Ranger." <laughs> um, but by far the best joke of the whole episode is the other Zenkaijers after their fucking world tour realize, okay, so if this keeps happening every time we go through a door, all we have to do is not that. <laughs> Let's so just run slash back. fly back from wherever yeah, they the fuck grow, we landed. They grow big, and then they're just like, yeah, we grew big so we could, like, save time on, on getting back but, to you. But, and how do they do this? But they they interrupt a fight between Zenkaiger and Stay Caesar by falling out of the sky and crushing the fake Sentais into dust. Oh my god, that got me. No, it's like, oh no! Masked man and five man. What am I gonna do? Fumph. Hey, Kaito, we're here. <laughs> now I just remember the green screen joke that they did with Varun. Where like, they keep going around. He ends up in like this animated world. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And then like the camera pans up. It's a green screen. a green screen. I'm like, oh my god. That freaked me out. I'm like, oh my god, he's in Cartoon World. Guys, that that's a perfect joke. That's, that, that was what I thought too. Was that he had just somehow teleported into a, an animated world? But what's cover for them? Like, okay, windows don't work. Let's just walk back. Yeah. So now we just see that apparently Stacy oh. just is really irritated with Kaito, and he just decides, "Oh, I'm I'm your we're rivals. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. I wanted to beat you. Cool. No, I no, hate no, you now. No, there is a reason, guys. He hates his dad." And he hates yeah. Kaito because he likes his parents. He hates Kaito because Kaito believes in the idea of... Good parents. Good parents have, <laughs> becoming a family again. He can't have that. Because his mother's dead and his dad's a piece of shit. They said that... All they said was that Barashitara abandoned his mother. They haven't explicitly said she's dead. He said that she died in a ditch. What if well, he was lied he to? Probably be dead in a ditch somewhere. What if he was lied to? What if God, I want You're so no bad? Your parents sold you that they're brothers. I want so bad for them to end up brothers. You know what? Knowing Junko, yeah, this could be it. That they're brothers. I want them to be brothers. But oh, okay, okay. You gotta give Kaito the joke of him falling out of the construction vehicle and having to ask himself, 
I wonder if I'm in Japan. <laughs> I love that he came out wearing all this weird random shit and then is in this he serious scene. He got a bunch scene. of souvenirs in the meantime. I, I, I guess he was just going around being like, well, I'm in New York. Might as well walk around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, now I'm, I'm like, has it been like hours? I just love that Vroon, after going through at least one or two doors, ended up outside like a shopping center. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, this is confusing. I know, I'll walk inside and ask an employee for help. <laughs> Fuck! Oh no, like, yep, he can't ask. <laughs> oh, oh the, pi uh, the piano of Gawa. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh yeah. ding, ding, ding. Dirt. I did like the line. I get there. There's no doors nearby. I did like the line. I gotta give it to that them though. Like, if you've ever been in like went, a show, they went like, that, like all the way to eleven with this joke. Oh yeah, I did like the line Kaido said where he uh, he said to he said to Stacy, he's just like, well, like your dad does care about you in some form because he like brought this monster to come beat us. <laughs> Stacy's like, no, fuck you. He hates yeah. me. I hate him. Um. So yeah, the the door world gets destroyed, uh, and by Stacy Caesar, I think. Yep. Stacy beat him. Yeah, just because he's annoyed with him. And then we get the introduction of a new character. Yep. And he debuts by flying in. And destroying the fake Geki Toja and Gosei Grade. And here we meet. I don't care what the send, what the actual lettering says. We're calling him Zox Gold Tweaker. Yeah, go Zox Gold Suica. Gold Suicar. This yeah. is the only time ever where instead of using either L or R and sometimes using the wrong one, they just decided we'll use both. I've never seen that before now. And how does he introduce himself? With singing a shanty. There we are. He has a if fucking theme song. Uh, I couldn't hear you guys for like five minutes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he has, he has a shanty. He... Are, are, are we talking about the worst Six Ranger debut of all time? Agreed. I would say the worst. He's no, trying no, so hard no. to be the son of Marvelous, it's not even funny. No, it's not even that. Is this is a twenty. This is a twenty-three minute episode. Shows up at the twentieth minute. This this was a complete episode already. We didn't need to have this in this episode. Why did you shove in the six ranger debut with only three minutes left in the episode? Yeah, it's true. Maybe they should have waited for next week. They wanted to sell the toy. They wanted to sell yeah, yeah, the toy. That's, that's the, they wanted to sell the that's toy. Fine. And that's the problem. It, they had to force out the toy release. I'm like, think of how they could have started off next week's episode. Just, they're all walking around. They have groceries or something. Hey, what's that in the sky? Hey, what is that? They see his mech show up. Yep. He comes down, pulls out air, like an air horn. Hi, my name's Zox. I am from Kaizoku Sentai Gokaija. I am looking for more geek, more Super Sentai gears. Have it be a reference to the first episode of Gokaija and how they showed up. That would have been good. You know, just acknowledge that he is like a Gokaija reference, but no, just shove him in, I guess. Yep. So yes, we get to see his henchin and his roll call, and his gear delinger is voiced by the voice of the Mobarates. Yay! 
And apparently he's after the Tojiru Gears, which are not the transforming or power-up ones, but the ones with the worlds trapped in them. Oh, and he, he wants the worlds. He wants to collect worlds? Because he travels worlds. Yeah. But is he gonna set them out of set them free from the gears? No, he does. He does talk about freedom, but maybe yeah, he, he, in his shanty, he say he says that he travels to worlds uh, seeking seeking justice and freedom. So okay, and then so he, maybe he does have something good in mind. And then he blows up some of Stacy's dark Sentai gears. That was pretty yeah, cool. pretty pretty cool. He like shot one, and then he just like eh, shot the other ones on the ground. Sort of dumb because he can probably make more. Yeah, but at least he slowed him down. I will say, I will admit, I will admit that his henching like sequence, like into like transforming, is a bit over the top. I think his roll call was really annoying. Just... You, know, I, I'm sorry I to say, like yeah, to that's like neon no... lights in the background when he transforms. You know what? You just said the best word for his whole entire purpose in this episode. Annoying. It it feels like he's like trying to be half Gokaiger and half Star Ninja. It, again, and he's not doing good enough I, at I, either. I'm not, even think, I'm not even thinking about that. But you know what? Yeah, that is a problem with him. You you expect a six Ranger to have an entire... Let's look at Kirame Silver. He had an entire episode dedicated to himself. Before we even found out, oh, by the way, I'm the six Ranger. Yep. Wait, what? Yeah. They handled him really well, I think. They handled him well. Ryusou Gold, as much as we don't like him, he got his own character episode. Never have I seen a Six Ranger be so half-ass yeah. into a debut. Also, regarding the name, I, I apparently it's not Tukaiser, it's Tsukaiser. Coming from Tsukai, which, mean, which has apparently two meanings. It's from Tsukai is a user, like a Maho Tsukai is a magic user, but also apparently Tsukai can be interpreted as th a thrill. Because, like, when they say Tsukai Revolution in this Henshin, it was subbed as Thrilling Revolution. Oh, so it's Thrill Kaiser? It's, it's, it's Tsukaiser. I really wonder if, it was, if it's meant to have two meanings, or three meanings, because yeah. it can also be two because he has two forms. But since he is a bit half ass. Like, his whole entire debut is half-assed. I can think of this now. We're probably going to get more Rangers then. Could be. I hope Stacy becomes one. I can see that. He he gives a, he gives off big chase energy. He does. Uh, and, uh, uh, as much as I like Zen Kaiger, I... This still feels way too early. Absolutely. We just got oh, Stacy. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't need him... Yeah, we just got Stacy. We didn't need two Kaiser in yet, so we could have we could have got another ten episodes without him. I mean, look at like I'm going to use Go Kaiser as a as an example. Look at Go Kaiser. We had fourteen episodes to learn about like the five main characters, and they all got at least one character focused episode. Episodes fifteen, sixteen are Bosco's two parter, and we actually see how. Uh, Marvelous got the team together a bit. Then episode 17 had Gokai Silver's debut. It he's, wasn't like... He's even an affront to the series he's supposed to be an homage to. Yeah. Well, I, I liked I liked he had the Gokai like transformation sounds when his helmet formed. I was like, I, ooh. I, I don't care though because it, I, I, I can't I can't enjoy him because it feels so rushed. I just can't process I that 
I just can't even process that this is the sixth Zenkaiger because it's just Gokai Gold. You know what I mean? You look at him and go, oh, yeah, that's a much like a Gokaiger. Like I haven't seen Gokaiger, so But like you look at him and you go, that's a Gokaiger. You don't think that's the Zenkaiger sixth member. I wish he did look a bit more like Gokaio. Or how if you're gonna go to Gokaiger route, have him be like Go like Gokai Silver, where it is three different Sentai powers merged into one. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're going to do that with the O-Ranger and Shikenger thing, but like... Yeah, next week we're going to see his O-Ranger and Shinken forms, and... The Shinken form kind of look... The Shinken form kind of looks alright. The O-Ranger form just looks super gaudy and ugly. The O-Ranger form looks bad. Oh yeah, and just like Kanalo, he has an Emoto. Little sister. Is that bad? It, it just feels like they're pandering. I'm noticing three years in a row, six ranger and sister. Yeah. But I mean, so we gold. had that with Spectre, too. That, it's but the that's, same. That's common Rider. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least with Go on Gold and Silver, they were actual siblings. Yeah. Here, it's just six ranger. And cute little sister and, if you're the fanboy over. Yeah, and cute little sister. Okay, well, for me... Gar, I agree with you. You you have made me realize that his debut was rushed, and I agree with that. I think he's cool, but he's not as like cool as like other six strangers we've had. But I still I like him. I, my my problem is we don't know enough about him to, to for him to be justified. He just comes next off. We will next week. We will. He just comes off as like. I'm hot shit and go fuck yourself. And I'm like, why should I care? Like, honestly, I'm like Star Caesar when he starts singing. What? <laughs> and I was like, Kaito just being, yo hoi! Oh, yeah, okay, I'll admit, I like his jingle. That little jingle that he did was cute. I wanted it on the CD. I didn't like it. No! But imagine if he came up and he just started singing the Four Kids One Piece theme song. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, someone's probably redubbed this with that. Oh, that'd be amazing. I would enjoy that more. And maybe I should do that. Do it. But I I wasn't a fan of his song, honestly. I, I almost want his changer just because I like it when it, you shoot it. Goes, yeah! You like his song or hate his song? Yeah. I like his song. I like his shanty. Dreaming, don't give it up, Luffy. Dreaming, don't, don't give it up. Don't give it up. Zocks. Dreaming, don't give it up, Nami. Dreaming, okay. don't give it up. I mean, I mean, we know he has a wanted poster, just like the One Piece. Oh my god. Just, now I'm just thinking of the Go Kaiju One Piece parody. Oh god. Just. <sighs> His name's Marvelous. No. This guy has. He's... I actually really like the Four Kids One Piece rap, even though I know it's terrible. Oh, I love it too. Oh, I love it. Like, it's really catchy. Yeah. I feel specific... like maybe it would be less cringy if it existed as a separate thing and was never actually the opening. And, and and let's be real, specifically the first version, when they changed the lyrics to add uh, Sanji and Chopper, it was it made That's inferior. That's not what doctoring is. No, no, doctoring no. is like making fake photographs. Yeah. Oh, that's it. No, He's doctored the it's, opening song. It's a, it's marvelous. That's Captain Marvelous, King of the Sentais. He's got all <laughs> their powers. How'd that happen? Yo, he he's got all them Ranger keys. <laughs> that was it. I was thinking. Yo, ho, ho, he hung out with Akaren. <laughs> Yo, he he, he's got all them Ranger keys. 
Good try. His name is Joe. He's just like a samurai. And, uh, LAD light. Luke, Luke is not Luke shy. Luke. Ami's doing that that thing. thing. Doc is cooking and all, no, yeah, Doc is cooking and all the doctoring. <laughs> this is a real thing. Oh god. On, oh yeah, he he dances in the fucking commercial too. <laughs> oh, because curator. Hey, hey. Yeah, like, he's like Gokaiger and also Kyoryuger because of the dance, and also he has some Star Ninja energy to him. It's just a fucking mishmash. Hey, let's take all the this, bad This guy just has no self-identity. He wants so hard to live up to his daddy, Marvelous. His identity oh, is... No, 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 he wants guys, to be he's, cool guy. he's Guy's bastard child. <laughs> he's the son of Guy and well, Marvelous. No, no. Apparently. He's from Pirate World. No, that's it. Is it a world where everyone is a pirate? Yes, I, I imagine. Who do they steal from? Each he, other? He's Guy's yeah. little brother. Pirates steal from other pirates? Oh. Now yeah. that would have been a good plot twist. He's Guy's brother? He's Guy's little <laughs> brother. And when he was a little kid, Guy went off into space. Never saw him again. Yep. <laughs> pirate is alright with me. Do what you want because the pirate is free. But you, are are pirate. you are pirates. But uh so speaking you us... No, I'm not gonna sing the whole thing. But uh speaking of space It's time for a future topic. It's time for our future topic. But before we do that, I believe Emily will be excusing herself for the evening. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um I do no really want to hold the new Voltron at some point, but I don't think I'm ready yet. That's okay. Thank you for joining us anyway. So, yeah. I know it's separate from the show, and I know that it doesn't affect the world of the show in any way. I really just... I don't it's okay. Know. Maybe I'll watch it, I want to watch it and not quite talk about it yet. It's sort of dumb, but um, thank you guys very much for having me, and take care. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye, Emily. Bye. All right, here we go. Featured Topic. All right, Gar, give us the skinny. I gave you a good picture of Voltron. And I chose the one I liked better. But, you know, we're talking about Voltron. You could have had, I don't know, Voltron. I chose the one that made them look more like a Sentai. So. All right. From days uh, of long ago, from uncharted region regions of the universe, come a legend. A legend of Voltron. Defender of the universe. Hail, Voltran. A mighty robot, loved by good, feared by evil. As Voltron's legends grew, peace settled across the galaxy. On planet Earth, a galaxy alliance was formed together with the good planets of the solar system that maintained peace throughout the universe until a new horror menace threatened the galaxy. Voltron was needed once more. Oh, sorry, that's from the original show. Oh. That's Peter Cullen, by the way. Cool. Peter Cullen Ooh. did the narration for Voltron. That's awesome. Can't believe we got Peter Cullen on Cast Ranger. Oh, I wish we had Peter <laughs> Cullen. I wish it, he is 80 right now, so I wish we had Peter Cullen on Cast Ranger. Be like, so did you do the narration for Voltron first or Optimus Prime first? I mean, just check what year they made. They aired. They came out the same year. Oh, then that would be they, good. They question. actually came out a year, like a week apart, so it could have been any time before that. Oh my god! So, how far back do you guys want me to go? Do you want me to go House of Cards back or Beast King Go Lion back? I just give us the medium version. Like, like how how was this show a thing? Well, it involves House of Cards, 
uh, being sued by Toei Company. Yeah. And Avatar The Last Airbender. What? Did you not know the showrunners of this did Avatar and Korra? Oh, right. No, no, no. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why the animation seems like that. Yes. So, okay, that explains the Avatar thing. What about the sue against Toei? Well, there was meant to be a movie in the mid-2000s, but then Toei Company came in and was like, um, you know we own Go Lion, right? Well, how profitable is it in Japan? Uh, not really. Can we just buy the rights from the show for you? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Probably the only time ever where Toei was like, just take it. Take it. I, w- I wish they would do that with. I wish fucking whoever owns Mystic Knights would sell off that license so I can have more of that. I think Disney owns it. Oh, God. I'll never see it again. Exactly. <laughs> no. It's like how we'll never see Transformers Robots in the Skies 2001 ever again. Transformers. Change me for your eyes. <laughs> I know that's bad, bad. Robert Axelrod was also a Transformer in that. Cool. Where he floated around space and was like, you know what? I want to live on the moon. I'm like, <laughs> is that a fucking Lord Zed reference? Nice. But anyways, so uh, the people that created the original Voltron show now have the rights to Go Lion and Die Rugger, which was Vehicle Voltron. Mm-hmm. They could do whatever they wanted with this. And that leads into the House of Cards. The Netflix original show, House of Cards, was their very first or- Netflix original. The one with Kevin Spacey? Yeah, the one with Kevin Spacey. That's all I know about it. Kevin Spacey anymore. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he became a big dick nut anyways. Did anyone honestly get surprised? He kind of had that energy. It's, it's, you know, it's essentially like these guys from a podcast I watched. They're watching a movie and they're like, man, how weird is it to see so many pedophiles in one room? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, true. But anyways, I mean, he played Lex Luthor. But anyways, uh, where was I going with this? Netflix, right? Pedophiles. Net- yeah. So net, <laughs> more like Gartox. Uh, so Netflix saw that hey, our House of Cards was very successful financially. What if we do something completely different? What if we had a company for us to make kids cartoons? Can we get Disney? No, we don't want Disney. Warner? Nah. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Because we, we need Jeffrey Katzenberg, a.k.a. America's favorite asshole. Oh. Katzenberg, the guy that ripped off his own studio. <laughs> Anson Bugs wow. off, everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they went up to Katzenberg and made a deal for 300 hours of original content straight to Netflix. There's cats in it. Cats. Fucking Katzenberg. <laughs> he is a pussy. <laughs> Whoa! So anyways, the, like, the lineup was essentially just spin-off material for their shows. Like, you had Mr. Peabody and Sherman show, you had Puss in Boots show, but then they started to expand out more to like, you know, hey, maybe we could have other workers join us. And that show was Troll Hunters. <laughs> but that's another story. Oh, God. Which, Troll Hunters, maybe like Guillermo del Toro fucking... Oh, oh and uh, Voltron. <laughs> oh, yeah. apparently DreamWorks Classic Media owned the rights to Voltron since 2010 or like they had the license to make something of it uh, so you know hey who are the best like show runners out there right now kid 
guys that made Avatar. Let's just get that production team in here. So in like, I believe it was like 2015, they announced that a new Voltron show was coming to Netflix. Was it a season by season thing? No, they just said, okay, we have 78 episodes. It's going to be released for the span of two years. Oh yeah, there were big, long hiatuses. Why couldn't every show be like that? Not the long hiatuses, but just the fact of, we settled for this many episodes and we're going to do it. Not a, uh, we'll see how the next season goes. <laughs> now. You know, like me, with my show, I want to do 100 episodes. Yeah. I, ha- I have the idea from beginning to end for 100 episodes. I don't want it to go by season by season, get canceled, and be like, oh, there goes 70 episodes down the fucking drain. Cool. But anyways. Now, okay. for oh. me, for me, uh, I had not seen this show before. I, 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 I've like, I knew it was a thing. I've, I've seen the toy line and hell, sometimes I'd walk into the living room and watch Chi and Gar watching it together and stuff. And oh, that's right. We did watch it together. You forgot. Yeah. I was just about to say, I had such fun with, when you, oh, you and I watched the whole show together. Oh, no, oh, uh, uh, oh, so, no I'm joking around. Yeah, we did. Wa- I believe it was like season three and onwards. We did that. Something like that. Yeah. It yeah was like season three. So I would like walk in and I'd see you two watching it. And there was just some stuff. Like I'd be, I'd be trying to like, trying to get like context of what's going on and like there'd just be a, like a simple moment for uh, for me from my perspective but for you two you're like you're like you haven't watched the whole series lately you have no idea what the fuck's going on with this in the scene right now and like you both you're just like bawling your eyes out and i'm just like whoa okay oh, like oh, this no, show must oh, be really good i will admit this is a show that made me cry this by show end. has such a powerful journey an emotional development for so many people and it's definitely like avatar you can't just jump in from like the newest episode no no you have to watch this from beginning to end get and i want cracking. to i definitely want to watch this whole series i know that there are a lot of times where we say that you should watch a show and then we'll give it a recommendation and 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 a lot of times i'll say that oh you know what i like this i'll keep watching it and then i don't this is one that i absolutely genuinely recommend people watch if they have not I know that there's some drama in the fandom about the show, but who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck about fandoms. I enjoy content. I enjoy shows. I enjoy stories. And Green. this is one that anyone who has any interest in shows like this, in tokusatsu, mecha anime, whatever your entry point into the hodgepodge of genres that the show encompasses, this show was a powerful journey. And you want to know why it was a powerful journey? Head writer, you know, Tom Hendrick. You know what he did before we started working on this show? He watched all the original Voltron show. He read all the spin-offs. He watched the sequel. He watched all the sequel shows. He even went back and watched fucking Beast King Golion, the original Japanese version of this anime. Now that's dedication. And then he wrote this show. That's good. I like it, that. He pulled a Rafa Khan situation. <laughs> for, for those that don't know, Star Trek II Rafa Khan. The original director, I believe, producer of it, he went back, watched every episode of Star Trek. Jesus. And then wrote that movie. Oh, no wonder the movie's so fucking good. Yes. <laughs> God damn. It's almost like when you understand your source material, you'll know what to do next. It's yeah. Actually, yeah. Fucking that's... Disney with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. You know what? That's also a big thing about this. This is the only 
reboot of Voltron. Uh-huh. Every other like installment of Voltron that's came out since the eighties to now, it's a sequel. Yeah. This Inclu- is- including that weird third dimension one that's so campy, but also I kinda like it. I also I you Which know what has Jim Cummings. Oh fuck. It's been you a know while. what? All the fucking 3D animated shows from the 90s were fucking great. Voltron oh, yeah. the Third Dimension, Reboot, Shadow Raiders, Beast Wars, fucking Action Man, fucking Max Steel, Excalibur. All of those shows were fucking awesome. It's funny how like 80% of those shows were made by the same company. Did you say Beast Wars? Because that's in there too. Yeah, yeah, no, E.T., do, do you remember the show Excalibur? I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, look it up. Look up, like, Excalibur YTV. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Max Steel, but everything else you said I've watched. Um, oh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, Third Dimension, made by Mainframe. Yeah. Who did reboot. Yep. Oh, yep. Um, so for what better way to start this show off, though, but with a, hey, one hour fucking first premiere. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, the, well, it's technically the first three episodes, but I think they did the right decision of, Making it one ep- just, mega episode? Yeah, make it one... It's just a three-parter anyways. Let's just do it as one giant hour-long episode. It really puts across the fact that this is going to be important. This is going to be significant. So we we have we have our, our cast of characters, our, our paladins, as they are known as. Uh, so we have we have Shiro, the, the, the Black Lion pilot. Don't you mean Sven? Sure. Uh, Lance, who's the the blue uh, paladin, uh, Pidge, who's the green paladin, um, uh, Hunk, who's the yellow paladin, and then my f- favorite fucking character so far, motherfucking Keith. My God, I fucking love Keith. Is it because he's voiced by Glenn from? Not even that. Just that man is just so fucking cool. He is. Oh, no, I, I, he has like, big, like, proto-man energy. The man burst into a fucking top-secret government fucking military lab on a fucking hoverbike just to get Shiro. That was such a great way to introduce that guy. Also, apparently Josh Keaton voices Shiro. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I recognize that. Look it up. It's Spider-Man! Yeah. <laughs> also, it's Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid 3. But, but yeah, uh, that's the only... That's the only big change that I know. They changed Sven into Shiro because Tom Hendrick, the writer of the show, he's like, why don't we just name him his original Go Lion name as a cute little nod? And there is an episode later on where they go into a mirror universe. They meet up with Shiro, but his name's Sven. Yep. And he has the stupid accent. I'm like, <laughs> there he is. There's Sven. Oh, yeah. This show is amazing with its comedy and its references. Gee, it's like this is what happens when you watch all your all the source material. Yeah, and you get yeah. people that are actual fans of this show. But yeah, they're on Herberos, I believe it's called Pluto's Moon. Yeah, Shiro at the start of the show is on Kerberos extracting ice because they're looking for evidence of aliens. Hey, look! What's and that? boy, and boy, do they find aliens! And then the aliens find them. Yes, the Zarkon, or the Galra Empire. The Galra. Emperor Zarkon. Voiced by Neil Kaplan. Yeah. Ooh. You know. Uh, Wait. Hawkman. Diabolico. Yeah, Diabolico himself is Emperor Zarkon. 
Yo! That's awesome! There you go. <laughs> some motivation for you to watch. Oh, no, my motivation for watching this show is just fucking Keith alone. There you go. <laughs> I just want to watch it for Keith. <laughs> so after that, uh, we pan over to the Galaxy Garrison, where Lance, Hunk, and Pidge are training with the Galaxy Garrison to become basically space explorers. We have Lance, the pilot, Pidge, the, the nerd, the nerd, and Hunk, the, nerd. the mechanical engineer. Who, who throws up a lot. Yeah. Because of motion sickness. Yeah. Yes. He, Gar, I think that's that's your favorite character, right, Gar? Hunk? Hunk? Hunk is my favorite character, especially since when you go to conventions, when you find the one Hunk cosplayer, you're just like, yes! Thank you! <laughs> Brother! Oh, fuck. I saw too many, I saw too many fucking Shiro's pidges. No, that's oh, it, though. I went to, I almost went to the Voltron photo shoot at Anime North one year, when this show was, like, at its peak. No Hunks. Wow. Everyone else was like Shiro, Lance, Pidge, Alora. No hunks. Like you can't but, have the you can't have the Paladin team without Hunk. But were there any Karan? No one can be Karan though, because Karan's like top tier. <laughs> Karan is above everyone. Just like what do, we do with this guy. Let's make him the comic relief. Let's let's yeah. turn him into Rice Darby. Hey. So right now, where like I've only seen the first episode, so right now I'm just like, all right, you're kind of hamming it up a bit too much, buddy. But like, I feel like he gets more likable as the he, show goes he on. He grows on you. Okay. He, he tones it down a bit, and then tones it all the way up yes. later. <laughs> but I gotta say, one thing that really stood out for me in this this first episode that I love is the music. Oh yeah. Like I just like when you seeing like the lions flying in the air and you just hear that that like I fucking love those like drums. Again, DreamWorks got the best. It's like who do we get? Let's get the people that make Avatar. The music does a very very good job of matching the mood. The lion, the lions are fucking cool to look at. Like I love that they have battle damage on them. Yeah, and they're like clearly different. Like yellow lions, bigger and thicker than the others. Yeah, the green lion has the shield, and it's like a more rounded body. And the black lion is just bigger than them all. Like when the princess was like describing like each of the lions and like the 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 characters with them, and it's just like and hunk. I like hunk. Oh, no, no, that, I, I wrote that, that down. That had big, I'm a frog energy. Uh, hang on, I have it here. Hang <laughs> on, let me scroll down my notes. And Lance was actually trying to be, like, reverse Dulcia. The one you kiss? Get a handsome prince? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. His is like, hold up, let me guess. Takes the, uh, takes the most handsome slash best pilot of the bunch. Yeah. And she just gives him the most, like, fuck you stare. Cool, moving on. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> Hunk is, uh, the yellow line is caring and kind. It pilot, the pilot is one who puts the needs of others his own above his own. His heart must be mighty. As the light of Voltron, you will lift the team and hold them together. Get it? Because he shields them. Yeah. Also, I, I find it funny for Hunk, the biggest guy of the group, you know, with essentially with the biggest gut, he thinks with his brain more. Yeah. You know, the whole, you know, think, like, go with your gut feeling. Oh, yeah. He has the biggest gut. No, I knew this. He's always second guessing. No, and I always knew this guy was super smart because when you see him get go into the cave to go find his yellow lion, like there's just this like little like elevate mining elevator, and he just like he he's just like in the middle of like a thought that he has, but he's just like rewiring the thing without even looking at it, and he just powers it up again. I was like, oh, 
Because he just knows what he's doing. Cool. It's, Good it's for him. always it's always so interesting seeing like the differences between Pidge and Hunk because Pidge is like the one with you know abstract intelligence with regards to like facts and and and, and computers and software and such. Whereas Hunk is more of the practical kind of smart with machines and and solutions to practical problems. And, and it's then you have yeah. I like plants. Yeah, I like plants. And, and then you just, then you just have motherfucking Keith. Well, God, I love Keith. You're my rival, remember? Who are you? <laughs> no, and I just like, I like, I, I like, I just, I like Keith because I like he, like, we, we, you, you think you know him, but you don't. Like oh, you have no idea. You have no yeah. idea. And so that's why I liked his whole part where he's like trying to get his lion and stuff like that, and then like you know he like falls into space and then like his the red lion's just like no oh, you you're trying but all right here I'll, good, I'll, I'll good enough from... and then what does he say he gets into his lion he just says there's a good kitty and i'm like ah keith i like how they all bicker with one another yeah you know it's oh like, yeah keith's got attitude and baditude so but... give him some latitude and you'll earn his gratitude I got I got to give mass massive props and respect to fucking Shiro because that man just keeps his cool the whole time and he just keeps them keeps them moving forward and focused on the task at hand and I'm it, like it's because you are of, a leader it's because out of everyone he's the one with the most military training as Lance called him he is the senior officer yeah and there's also, also yeah, a, another thing that you'll find the, out the fan base sort of got pissy about but whatever oh i think i i think i know what it is yeah, and you know, honestly you know, i don't care you know what can i bring it up okay sure so it's revealed by this by season seven or season six it's one or the other it was revealed that shiro is gay cool yeah but the thing is everyone hated it because they didn't shove it down your throat that he is gay I think it literally didn't matter to the it, plot it, at all. It did not matter to the plot. Nope. They held, like, you know, five-second scene by the very end of the show where it's like, oh, hey, look, he he's married to a dude. Cool. Yeah, cool. Apparently it's a Macross reference to the guy that I married. Yeah, I think so. Or Rebel Tech, whatever it is. But it's like, it's not that big of a deal that he is gay. Because it's, why should it be? Right? It's something... Like, Hell, I have a character in my own show that I'm writing who's a bisexual. It's not a big thing. It's just, yeah, he he likes guys and girls. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. But, you know, Shiro's such think, a... Huh? I honestly think it's a good idea that we tell people who haven't watched the show to, to know that because now they can watch the show knowing that's a thing but also observing how much it really doesn't make a difference. It doesn't. No. No. Doesn't change him from being an awesome leader like he is. So I, could, I, I hate to say this, not like Steven Universe where it is the plot. I, I hate to say it. That's when Steven Universe source like stopped with me because they really started hamming down or like start shoving down your throat the LGBTQ stuff. I mean, there's something to be said for representation, and I feel like it made a lot of people really happy. And if the, if it did, then I have no problem well, with it. Exactly. It's just like for for me, it's just it was a bit too much. You're not the target audience. Oh right, I'm not. Um, but yeah, so you know, Shiro, 
bold, like respectful, proud leader has to fear PTSD because he was uh, captive by Alien Zarkon, uh, Zarkon for a year. Missing arm. <laughs> they replaced his arm with a robot, gave him a little spritz of white hair and uh, removed and a scar, and removed and then he read some aliens, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's the champion hero!" <laughs> yeah. So, so. Suffice to say that you'll find out a lot about him over the course of the show. Oh, yeah, but I just layers of depth. But no, of course, when you know he crashes back on the planet, the, the 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 military automatically just goes, "Well, we need to probe him for information and shit like that," and not listen to a single word he's saying because obviously he's crazy and tired because he's been captive for a year. No, I still swim. like how he is the one though that's like, "Well, maybe we should give the Galra the, the line." It's like you don't understand; these guys are a plague. Yeah, they will kill the entire plot which you know how i was complaining about the whole time frame mm -hmm. uh, throughout the show apparently that finally did get answered mm -hmm. from by the time they leave earth to when they reach earth again by the end of the show one year okay it's only been one year i'm like oh, okay all right i can believe that so okay so apparently emperor zarkon attacked like the planet um what was it no, Erla or something. Altea. Eris. Altea. Altea, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so apparently that was 10,000 years ago, so I'm interested to know how Emperor Zarkon lived so long. There is a reason. <laughs> You'll find out. Okay, I mean, that's what that's what I like to think. I feel like I feel like because the show's so good, like every question you have gets answered eventually. It's so it was so fun to go back and watch this and see how everyone started, especially like Hagar. Oh yeah, Queen Princess Hagar. Witch Hagar. Yeah. She's not a princess or a queen. No. Yeah, nope. so uh they No no she actually is and I, I I just said that by accident. Yeah. Okay. So after rescuing Shiro from the facility, that Heath tells them how he's been sensing the energy of what we find out is the blue lion, and they stumble into the cave. And there's we end up seeing how like the blue lion chose Lance, and if you really pay attention to those scenes leading up to it, you can see how they foreshadow that. Lance is the one who activates the cave paintings. Lance is the only one who can turn off the shield that that's protecting him. So I'm get yeah. I'm guessing what Alora was going to say was the blue lion pilots those that are really emotional. Probably something to that effect. I also I also loved when Pidge and Shira went to go look for Pidge's lion. And like they see the the, the, the sloth alien, and he's, just, he's motioning them to like come with him. And Pidge is just like, okay, I guess we'll like the weird alien thing wants to fall. And Shiro just immediately is like, yeah, all right, let's go. <laughs> I, I was a captive for a year. This is fucking easy mode. Yeah. Um. What if I can't reach the pedals? What if there aren't no pedals? Yeah. Also, fuck, goddammit, hunk for vomiting in Lance's lion. He Not cool, bro. Not five, cool. He vomited five times that day. Yeah. <laughs> His stomach emptied five times that day. <laughs> day without breakfast. Yeah. Um. We also we also find out that the two other people that were captured alongside with Shiro were Pidge's uh, brother and father. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's some interesting tidbits. So we can we can I can tell Pidge is very like emotional and really wants to find out uh what happened to his family so i also i also really smiled at that moment with uh pidge's photo hey look it's pidge's girlfriend shut up yep 
Oh, Pidge. Yeah. Um, so they go on side missions to get the green and yellow lines, and then the red line is actually on the Galra ship that's coming to blow them up. How convenient! Yeah, sent by... Yeah, because it was already captured by Sendak. Yeah. You know, the guy with the Gurn Logon shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I look at it. I look into it. One of the directors, I think it's like Steve Yu, it's like, one of his favorite animes is Gurren Lagann. I'm like, of course, that's a Also, yep. they showed the guy with, like, a giant fucking cool-ass fist. He never gets to use it. Like, well, we never worry. see him fight with it. Well, don't worry. We, we get to see him later on. He's, like, season... He's essentially season one villain. He's, like, he's like the, the recurring general kind of character. Oh, he's, like, um... Oh, fucking... Gobby from uh, Ninja. Kind of. Okay. Of. He's more like, you know, he's sort of like disaster. Yeah, he shows up a couple of times. He shows up then. a couple of times here and there. Hmm. Throws in a few punches. Yeah. Literally. Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah. But, have, so the black lines locate in the castle of lions. But he can only be the... unlocked by getting the other four lions. It's like a fucking video game. It's like the Power Stars in Mario sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll the, just man, the... way <laughs> Reacting black to lines. the power. Reacting to the power of the four lions, the door unlocks. The black lion's so fucking cool. <laughs> and way bigger than the others. Well, I mean, he's the fucking head and torso of Ultron, so of course. Yeah. Form, arms, and legs. <laughs> you're not even the real Voltron, you're just the stupid vehicle one. <laughs> you're just the wannabe who looks like him. It's funny, because that shows, like, this show sort of foreshadows them building the vehicle Voltron. Yeah. I will say the one thing I don't like about like the this Voltron, like it's the robot. I just don't like his face. <laughs> I think it's fine. It looks good. What well, I like... like he has like, he has like this angry look on his face, but I like the original Voltron because the original Voltron it just had like a blank face. So what I really like is like they they get suited up in their paladin outfits and then they get yeah. their weapons, the Bayards. Uh, apparently, the, according to the head writer, he took inspiration of that from Power Rangers of all places. They do feel like Power Ranger weapons. Uh, they all have their own signature weapons. Yeah. So Keith... yeah. So Keith gets yeah Keith gets a sword and shield, which I was just like fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lance gets a gun because, yeah. you know, as the pilot, he's also the sharpshooter. And his reaction to unlocking his, like, paladin weapon was exactly what I would do if I got that. I'd just be like, ooh! Uh, Pidge gets a claw, which is also a taser. And then Pidge, Pidge, Pidge yeah. like, shocks Lance with it, and he's just like, yeah, I do like this. And Hunk gets a giant fucking gun. Like a cannon. <laughs> And and yeah. and for some and for some reason, which you know, as you guys have been telling me, all will be explained eventually. Shiro is missing his weapon. Yep. Yeah, it's like if the original user still has it. <gasps> what? It was lost along with its paladin. That's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wink. <laughs> I think it's by like the end of the first season they do address. Yeah, I think so. Who it is? Oh yeah, it's good. I like cool. that. Like later on, they actually are able to use their Bayards to activate power ups for Voltron. Yeah. So like Hunks, it activates like a bazooka. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I can't remember what Pidge's is. It's it's basically Voltron's equivalent of like auxiliary Zords. Yeah. So good. 
So yeah, uh, they form Voltron just in time to save the castle from being blown up by Sendak, and promptly slice the ship into pieces. Don't worry, he fights to live another day. You want to try that sentence again? He fights to live another day. I guess that's also true. He lives to fight another day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. But yeah, I guess that's kind of also true. Yeah. Uh, so also, also doesn't the everyone has... fight to live another day? If you really think also, about it. Also, the princess has a little has little mouse friends. Little yeah, critters. she's mentally connected with those are cute. Oh, okay. Yeah, some bullshit line of like, oh, I must be mentally connected with them since they were sleeping in the pod with me all these ye- ten thousand years. And I'm like, okay, Altaian magic knowledge. It's because she had mice friends. Yeah, in the original cartoon. Yeah. Oh. Also, apparently, Karan's grandfather built the ship. Yeah. I mean, castle. Yep. It's not a ship. Castle. Also, also, her dad's dead, but then kind of speaks to her through this hologram. Yeah, Karan takes her to Cerebro. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it, it's, no, it's basically the Fortress of Solitude, where, like, he can, like, talk to his parents, but they're, like, just constructs based off of them. It's the holodeck. Oh, the, oh that yeah. gets emotional as well. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like honestly, like I from the first episode of this, like I I, I could see why it's it, it's super good. I I do I do want to watch this. Like I I just I need to find the time. Yes, absolutely do. But motherfucking Keith, man, Keith's Keith's my favorite. He's so cool. He's so he goddamn has, cool. I I'd say Keith has the most dynamic development out of all five characters. Fucking A. <laughs> oh, Hunk, what are you doing? Sorry, I just, I thought that would work. Yeah. How he ran himself into Keith. Like, yep. Come on. Come on. Yeah. All right, let's just all fly together. Yeah. Hey, does it feel like we're all floating together? Uh, Fuck. Guys, look up. They're in the track. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Yeah, I like, I like when they're nodded, like. Everyone right? Yeah. I like, uh, I like, yeah, I love that was, that was super funny. Well, yeah, I liked, I liked, I liked like the little things where it's just like, like they describe. It's like, oh, do you anyone? Does anyone else hear the lion talking? And it's like, well, it's not like talking. Like I can, like feel what he's saying to me. Yes. So I, I like that. I like all the jokes that they had in this in this like premiere. Mm-hmm. You're such a quiz neck. You don't even know what that means. I don't think you're using that correctly. Like Karanza's face in the background. Like, oh, he. And he just. Not Hunk just eats a bunch of goo. He's just like, sorry, green goo. Green goo. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to Binging with Babish, and today we're making the green spoons. Voltron, Voltron food goo. I would <laughs> not be surprised if he does that. It's you don't it's, know what it is, so it could just be anything with color dye green. For all I, from what it looked like to me, it just looked like potato and potatoes and Jello. Damn it! I don't want potatoes. <laughs> Just mashed Jello potatoes. So yeah, Karan brings up how oh, you guys just took down one ship. Imagine trying to take on an entire fleet. <laughs> we almost died out there. Yep. Yep. And they're just like, wait, what? Episode ends. I'm like, oh, what? Don't worry, you guys are gonna be a great team for the defenders of the universe. And you'll have to form Voltron again and again. And again, and again, and again, again, and again. again. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I sort of like the last bit of dialogue. Just Defenders of the Universe has a good ring to it. They should have just like 
<laughs> logo. Uh, it's just, no, no, I sort of like how they did it, where, like, you know, it, like, it... They did the logo like, right at the start. Yeah, like, it pans up to, uh, see... Well, yeah, because then we get the opening the next episode. Yeah. So, I get you know, it pans up to see the lines, it fades to black, and instead of, like, instead of, like, every other Netflix show where it's, like, cuts to black, immediately opens up credits. No, it fades to black, and then you see the credits, like, scroll. Like, yeah. Like, an actual movie. Yeah. Like, this really feels like a movie. Or like a pot, you know what it is? It's Return of Jafar. <laughs> it feels like a direct to DVD movie that's a pilot for a show. Sure, that's what this is. Sure, I'll go with that. Yeah, Voltron, Voltron, Legendary Defender. Gotta love it, man. It's so good. It's a mm. space opera for the twenty. I was 20 never, su- I was never very into Voltron until I watched this show. The only thing that I saw of Voltron before this was, honest to God, the robot chicken sketches. <laughs> I saw a couple of random episodes of the Third Dimension, but I never got all the way into Voltron. I was gonna say I watched the entirety of the Third Dimension, and that's all. That was my Voltron experience, and I was like, okay, let's go back to step six. It's Voltron here, here, son. They're gonna save us. Put some out of his misery. Yep. All right. Well, that has been Cast Ranger. It's also the end of Metal April, even though this episode comes out May first. We recorded it in April, and that's what counts. Voltron. Voltron. Hail Voltran. Hail Voltran. Hey, glider. (laughs) All right. So, (gasps) Jikai Radio Sentai Cast Ninja. Next week, we're going to finally start catching up with all the shit that's been coming out while we've been looking away from it and talking about Metal April things. <sighs> Fucking Kamen Rider. Uh, so our first uh, catch-up thing next week, we're going to be doing the Decade vs. Zeo movie, which is the Mansion Death Game one. Fucking yeah! I can't wait. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, let's, let's put it this way I'm looking forward to this one a little more than the fucking seven Zeos one I, I'm just yeah. I'm just more of like this is why I somewhat also don't like Kamen Rider a bit all the fucking spinoffs man yeah. why can't it be like Ultraman you have the show in the movie that's it that's all you need show in the movie <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Gar, frickin' the Ultra Galaxy fight things are spinoffs. Yeah, but that's at least free. And Isn't also, there also, like, Orb Origin Saga we were talking about? Well, that was their first attempt at, like, an actual spin-off thing. Yeah, Orb, this- Orb was like a ten-part plan. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, shit, the movie didn't do that well. Okay, there goes that plan. The point is, no one is safe from spinoffs. Look at Sentai, though. Sentai has, like, the show. Yeah, movie here and there. That's it. Common Rider, though, it's like, hey, here's a decade thing. It's been two fucking years. We don't need any more decade. I thought decades journey was over. No! Nope. It's never over. It's never over. I thought he said that he was done, though. No. He lied. Uh... He lied! He lied! Attack ride! Alright, so thank you all once again for liking, favoriting, sharing, subscribing, hitting the bell, being awesome, and also just listening and watching in general. 
Yep. Uh, as always, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. From there, you can find our Facebook page where I post thumbnails, our Twitter account, our Patreon where you can pledge to help us make the show better, our Discord server where you can chat with awesome Toku fans like these and listen to our live recordings. And a uh, thing we've been doing the last few weeks is uh, some watch-alongs on stream. So you can get in on that. Yeah, don't be the guy that comes in and tries to rep- promote your own stream in fanfic. <laughs> no joke, someone did that last night. Oh, I thought you were talking about you. No, some random person in our server came in and was like, Hey, come watch my stream. And I'm like, dude, we're in the middle of talking about like bullshit. Classy. And, like, he starts talking about this fanfic thing. And I'm like, okay. Classy. Mm. Then, like, I'm like, go put it in South Oak Corner. It's a freaking Google Drive link. And I'm like, oh, God. You mean just like the guy who messaged me on Facebook attempting to pass off his own ideas as if they were rumors for the next Sentai? Yes. And then when I called him out on what was obviously fake, his response was, okay, I'll send it in August. I'll come back and send it again in August, as if that was supposed to convince me. Wow. It got to the point where he wouldn't shut up, and I had to ban him from the Facebook page. I don't even care that I'm calling him out. The dude needs to take a hint. It's cool that you liked Sentai enough to create your own content for it, and if you want to write your own fanfic, that's fine. But to attempt to pass it off as rumors just for the sake of getting your ideas read on our show, I don't fly with that shit. <laughs> to be fair though my friend who actually does sentai artwork he's like hey the new sentai got really should i make a fucking joke about it being like proto art i'm like yes because it's funny because he just he made it, it look like if you like, roll with actual- the joke then sure that's funny but when you genuinely try to pass it off as rumors for the next sentai i'm going to ignore you also it's too early for that yeah Way too early. The, the, the current sentai just started. That's what I said to him, and he was like, okay, I'll send it again in August. That's not the problem! No, some people are just... They're strange. We finally, reached, we finally reached the echelon of celebrity where we have people sending us weird shit. I call that an achievement, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently we've been going up in subscriber numbers. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Everyone, everyone listening, show this podcast to another friend who likes tokusatsu. Let's double those numbers. Yeah. All right, I'll send it to Lane. That'll solve it. <laughs> All right, we're on the show. <laughs> then Lane will send it to you. And they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and so on, and so on, so on, so on. All right, thank you once again, everybody. Love you all, even the ones who annoy me. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. See you next- Bye. Oh, stay Sentai. Almost forgot. <laughs> no. Stay Sentai. Nailed it.